Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic. I wear menace shoes. I menace everybody I come across. It's uh, quite enlightening. Don't you just... You're, you wear beat-up sneakers, Matt. That's the only shoes I've ever seen They're you wear. They're not beat-up. They're in quite good condition, thank you. Did you get new ones since the last time I saw you? No. Mm. Okay. Trust me, I have owned beat up shoes. Those are not beat up. Those are in medium condition. <laughs> yeah, me, me, yeah. Your medium means beat up in my book. I'm just okay. I just want to make Mr. it Fancy clear. Footwear. Mr. Uh, yeah, I, my shoes I only keep for five years before I throw them away. Not fifteen like Matt does. I don't. Super, I wish I could get shoes to last five years. I, I mean, I'm not on the. I'm not on my feet nearly as much as you are, Matt. That's true. My work shoes definitely wear out before anything else. Hi guys, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. For only $2 a month, you can gain access to all of our bonus content. We have a person to thank, Matthew. All right. Brianna Walker. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you, Brianna. This week's episode is The Computer War Menace Shoes, episode CABFO2, originally aired December 3rd, 2000, written by John Swartzwater and directed by Mark Kirkland, Nielsen rating of 9 with 15.6 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, I will only provide a urine sample when asked. Good policy. Kind of gross, though. Well, if, if no one asks for a urine sample, then you're just peeing on somebody, and that's not okay to do without consent. The couch gag. The Peanuts type music plays, uh, and Santa's little helper dances like Snoopy dances um, in the Charlie Brown specials. It's not actually peanut. It's not a. My wife would kill me if not for forgetting the guy's name, the jazz trio that peanut plays Charlie Brown music. Why can't oh, I remember? Oh, have to kill me too because I have never known that. It's, it's one of her favorites. Um, but it that's it's it's a, a, a an analog for that a similar type of music. Um, this episode guest stars Patrick McGuhan as number six. I had was for, he the original number six? He was the original number six. All but, right. I uh, was I forgotten that he was in this episode. He is also, I think, for most people who aren't familiar with The Prisoner or his old, his other television show from the sixties, he was um, the the aged king in Braveheart. Interesting. The complete jerk, the terrible, terrible person. That's that was that is played by Patrick McGowan. Fair enough. I have never seen Braveheart. What? So stick with the voice. What? Matt, what? You never seen Braveheart? No. Braveheart's really good. I'm I'm sure it is. You should see it. I've just never gotten around to it. You should see it. It's good. It's a good movie. Even with Mo Gibson. Still a good movie. <laughs> even even with the noted uh demotion of, of Mel Gibson. Yes. I, I that was before we knew how bad he was, okay? Yeah. He's to be fair, he's not as bad as some other people. Uh, his revealed crimes are not nearly as bad as some other people's revealed crimes. That is true, unfortunately. So, so very, very. It's all it's all a scale of terribleness. Um, the episode begins with Homer at the front gate of work. It is closed. He wants in. Then he realizes, as Lenny and Carl drive up in a in convertible, that today is a, a free day. The work the plant is closed because there because Burns is fogging it. He is. Literally by yeah, itself. Close the power plant down. Nobody's allowed to use electricity that day. <laughs> it's, man. I don't make me dislike this episode, Matt. Okay, I'm. I I enjoyed this episode. 
And don't start introducing facts and logic to make me dislike it. Oh, okay. Fair Cause, enough. Because you probably could, <laughs> frankly. If you, you, you poke enough holes uh, in my balloon, it would probably pop. Um, but Homer didn't find out that the plant was closed because he didn't get the email. Um, and he doesn't have a computer, so he needs to go get one so he can get emails about the plant being closed. I... Why? What is it? This is... Okay. I like this episode. I think it's largely sound. Uh, if you accept the third act weirdness, I think it, that is up to personal taste. But what is it with, like, Scully, Mike Scully's Simpsons and a Homer being... I guess it... it is it, it... With disreputable salesmen just, like, completely fleecing Homer... I don't know. I think it's one of those things that, oh, Homer's a boob. We can make him make, do awful things to him and no one will care. And everyone's been in that position before. They're like, yeah, we've all been in this position. Have we, though? Have we? I, I mean, I, it's very easy. I just it just reminds me immediately of that uh, car salesman, the car, the mechanic. Oh, yeah. Like it, it sounds like the same voice. It's the same. Like, it is literally the same series of jokes where him just like. Messing with Homer about, you know, oh, you definitely don't want it underneath your car to, to rust, and you don't want that computer, it's three months old, et cetera, et cetera. Here, buy this $5,000 computer, which, for $5,000, what would a $5,000 computer be in 2000 A $5,000 computer in the year 2000 would probably end up being, oh, God, it's right around when the, when the Pentium 3 came out, so you'd probably be looking at a, well, it's a little, a little bit after the Pentium 3 came out, so you're probably looking at a... Pentium 3, probably 850, maybe even up to a gigahertz. Uh, you're probably looking at around, gosh, I'd probably say 256 megabytes of RAM. Uh, that, that's all the ultra premium level. And, and maybe even up to like 100 gigabytes of hard drive space. Like that's that's the best you can do. And, cause, and obviously, you know, video card, because nothing you could buy from a store ever came with a video card back then. This was before there was an integrated video. But in 2000, that's probably what you were going to get. So way worse. And even a cell phone today but homer buys it i puts out i believe a fifth mortgage on his house to get it uh he th there's a lot a little bit of there's just some filler in this first act too because homer sets up the computer like three different times and throws it away three different times uh but first we get him trying to get the computer to kill flanders oh yeah perfect now then computer kill flanders did I hear my name? My ears are burning. Good start. Now finish the job. Oh, you're busy. Catch you later, computator. Oh, $5,000 for a computer and it can't handle a simple assignment. Dad, I'll set up your computer. Why don't you and Barco play in the backyard? Hear it! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're ready to go. I've written down the basic commands so that anyone can understand them. Hmm. Homer, bring that back in the house. Fine. Also, what commands is Lisa writing down? This is 2000. We're we're almost to Windows XP here. You you don't need to be on the command line. And what command? I I don't know, Matt. Uh, Lisa theoretically, I would think would know DOS commands. So maybe she's just oh, trying Lisa to. Lisa would, but why would Homer need them? Maybe she's just planning for emergencies. Maybe. Or maybe she literally is just writing, like, click this button and click this button. Like, not That's necessarily actually writing commands. More like, here's how you make your computer work. 
Um, the computer does change appearances throughout the episode. Several times, yeah. It, it doesn't. No one, I don't. It's a weird thing because in 2000, especially, I think the only people who are going to notice that are terrific, huge nerds. Yep. Um, I think nowadays m- more people would notice, although I think even less and less people are using PCs anyway because they have phones. Most people would be like, "What? What is that thing? It's it, it's it's a monitor separate from a computer. I don't understand. How does that work?" Yeah. Um. So Homer is using the website. Uh, we see the Springfield Police Department website, which, regardless if you say yes or no, thinks you're a criminal and also wants you to buy their T-shirts. Uh. Then we then we see Homer's first website, which is bad. Here it is, everybody. The world's greatest website. You'd think all the noises would be annoying, but they're not. I got suspended from school today. No kidding. What do you think of my page, Lisa? Be honest, it's great, isn't it? Go ahead and say it's great if you want to. They found a switchblade in my locker. Well, a web page is supposed to be a personal thing. You've just stolen copyrighted material from everyone else. They could sue you for that. I took a swing at a cop. They can't sue me if they don't know who I am. I'll just call myself Mr. X. I'm just mad all the time. Yep, you can't go wrong with Mr. X. Mom wants you to come to bed. I can't. My web page hasn't gotten a single hit. Come on. You have to offer people something. A joke, an opinion, an idea. That lousy pothole. Why don't they fix it? I heard Mayor Quimby spent the street repair fund on a secret swimming pool for himself. Get out. Who told you that? Nelson. Hmm, that's the kind of dirt that belongs on my webpage. You can't post that on the internet. You don't even know if it's true. Nelson has never steered me wrong, honey. Nelson is gold. You know, it might have been Jimbo. Beautiful. We have confirmation. Oh, oh poor Lisa. You can't post things on the internet if they're not true. <laughs> oh, she'd be dead today. <laughs> yeah, it is her presence uh, is, I think, is important for this episode because she is the constant, like, Please, why are you? How dare you? Why? No. And to Homer, you shouldn't do this. No, uh, yeah, no. And the fact is that I think that's the thing that makes this episode, I think, better now than it was then. Uh, I think it's better in the year 2019 than it is in year 2000 because of the 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 prevalence of the quote unquote fake news of of the rumor mongering on the Internet. And conspiracy theories, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it is way more topical now than it was in 2000. Well, yeah, because back then, so few people were online. It was only up to, you know, the geeks, the people who were online to police themselves. And now when everyone gets their news from the Internet, uh, well, people aren't as vigilant as nerds. You mean people aren't vigilant, I think is that. <laughs> that yeah, good point. <laughs> they, they largely are not vigilant. But I think that this episode, by, it is a case where homer this complete idiot is basically manufacturing news and i don't think this episode is intending to skewer skewer that in such like to in any kind of nuanced way i think it kind of just stumbles into it kind of but i think it still mostly works 
I think it mostly works because in the end of the day, it's really, it's weird (laughs) in the, like, in, like, I, like we were talking about, uh, uh, Lisa, the tree hugger, how that song at the end is really weird with this, this land is my land, but with the the, the tree, like, it's so strange. It's not that it's bad. It's just really strange. And I think this episode largely is that to me. Um, plus that's, that's true. Cause we complain a lot about the cartoonishness and this is, it's not as bad as a lot of the cartoonishness. It's just strange to see in a Simpsons episode. And the plot, like I, it largely is plot, plot. Well, like, I don't think it's, I enjoy it. I don't know if it's good, but I enjoy it. Um, so well, I actually think, sorry, real quick, I just want to say, I actually think the first two acts of this before Homer, uh, like re- reveals himself, uh, as uh, even after Homer reveals himself, it's really not until he gets kidnapped and put on the island that things get extra stinking weird. Uh, that's that's for some reason that's when the plot just kind of goes off the rails and is wacky. We've come to expect from seasons eleven and twelve. Before then, it's actually a pretty interesting story about Homer. You know, you know, just publishing unsubstantiated rumors and falling backwards into success. And then the rest of the episode should be about him getting in trouble because of that. But in a realistic way, not getting kidnapped to an island. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we'll get to all that. Yeah. Uh, so Homer becomes Mr. X. His, he's published his rumor that, that Bart has, has given him. And then it spreads, starting with comic book guy. Stolen funds, pothole money used for swimming pool. There's no emoticon for what I'm feeling. Our mayor's corrupt. Well, Mr. X has done this town a great service, despite his poor grammar and spelling. Seymour! Are you looking at naked ladies? No, mother. You sissy. <sighs> What's all this about a secret swimming pool? Uh, well, what secret swimming pool is that? Hey, let's look behind that door. Uh, <laughs> don't go in there. <gasps> Good Lord, we've discovered the ruins of an ancient city. Okay, you do better. I did it. I changed the world. Now I know exactly how God feels. Do you want turkey sausage or ham? Bring me two of every animal. Okay, filling potholes is really expensive. That would have to be one heck of a sweet pool to take up that entire budget. Matt again. I, 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 along with, with, I, above most people would generally, yes, I love nitpicking at the plot holes, <laughs> in this case, literal holes, but I, it's fine. It doesn't matter. They're all, it's, you know, the, the, it, the Simpsons have long stretched the amount of corruption to the amount of budgets and whatever, like, I'm not going to, there's probably, I, I assume that there are many such potholes throughout the city of Springfield. Like literally, I, I uh, the, the the episode where in Mar- Marge was Monorail. I imagine it is the city is in permanently in that state of like potholes enough to land a van in. <laughs> literally, yes. Um, well, with that, we go to commercial. And when we come back, we basically have Kent Brockman uh, being the uh, uh, guardian of you know traditional authority. A new internet watchdog is creating a stir in Springfield. Mr. X, if that is his real name, has come up with a sensational scoop. Darn tootin'. But we must never forget that the real news is on local TV, delivered by real, officially licensed newsmen like me, Kent Brockman. Coming up, how do they get those dogs to talk on the beer commercials? 
Cowboy Steve will tell you. I'm happy you got the potholes filled, but it's still irresponsible to present rumors as facts. Maybe you should quit while you're ahead. No way. Mr. X is going to keep on digging and probing until every person in this town is in jail. Digging? Yep, that's what you do. Digging, digging and probing digging until probing. everyone's in jail, including himself. I mean, I assume, because he didn't, uh, you know, I, make any other special I think Homer is, uh, this is, Homer's website is, bears a similarity to the Drudge Report. Oh, God, it really does. Those early pages. Oh. And, Ouch. yeah, I mean, it's the old internet. Like, I, I don't take... Like they do, like the the websites they show in this episode are like rudimentary and terrible. But the early internet was rudimentary and terrible. Like it, at the, it was a wonder at the time, but you look back at it now and you're like, well, how did we do it? How did anyone use this? this Especially with the speeds, when you think about it, like those were like everything was so stinking slow. I just, oh, it must have been awful. But Homer, that is what Homer is. That's the the, the function he's fulfilling. In, in that time, like right now, we don't have there's no second thought to the fact that like Internet news can break stories like it happens all the time. It's not a big deal. That's true. Now we're just kind of used to it. It's like, oh, of course, that's where everyone's stuff comes from. Anyway, uh, we then follow Homer around as he discovers all kinds of crazy scoops uh, because he just happens to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, it turns out the Quickie Mart bagels are actually old donuts. Taste terrible. Also, Krusty killed a guy and dumped his uh, body on a golf course. I mean, can you believe bagels, old donuts? That's nuts. That's what the town. That's the kind of scintillating news Springfield goes wild for. I mean, okay, uh, Matt. I'm I'm not necessarily arguing that murder isn't a big deal, <laughs> but bagels and donuts are not the same thing. No, and you can't just pass off one as the other. I mean, that's inexcusable. That's vile inexcusable i like bagels i like donuts i don't want them they're not comp comparable they're t they're different exactly yes so more important story and true very, very true more important story anyway uh following this we find out that homer is actually really good at being in the right place at the right time the problem is he really can't keep his mouth shut according to my uncle miss springfield isn't as beautiful as she seems what is she uses appearance-altering cosmetics? Oh, oh my God, God. now that's shocking. The public should be warned. I wish Mr. Rex were here. Oh, I don't know, Carl. He might be closer than you think. Are you him? Are you Mr. X? No. Oh, but you talked in that real sly voice. Hey, hey, everybody, home is Mr. X. I am not. Or am I? Are you? No. Well, if Mr. X were here right now, I'd buy him a tall Frosty. Hey, Mo, can you keep a secret? No. Not even a little one? No. What if I just whisper it? No, I tell you. Oh! If only Homer could keep his secret himself, he probably wouldn't have run into all the problems he has in the rest of this particular episode. So, uh, at this point, Homer then somehow manages to once again be in the right place at the right time. Uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers are in the bathroom at the nuclear power plant discussing the incredibly treasonous acts that Mr. Burns is uh, you know, going to uh, commit He's going to sell, uh, you know, enriched uranium or possibly plutonium. Uh, well, once you enrich it, you mean from plutonium. Anyway, to terrorists. Uh, so Homer sneaks into Mr. Burns' office and hangs out in the air vent, just breathes a little nuclear fumes. It's totally cool and uh, manages to get Mr. Burns taken in by the FBI. 
Just uh, this is actually one of the better jokes in the episode. He, he literally hits the publish button, and within seconds, Mr. Burns is being hauled off past his front window. So I don't know if Burns was just hanging out in the street, and the FBI managed to catch him there or what. But uh, yeah, immediate results are amazing. I mean, that's what happens when you. That's the justice of the universe, man. It allows you to see it. Your, your exactly. Work. It's this, that's how that's how the Simpsons works. That's how Springfield works. You know, yeah. it is constructed around allowing Homer the perspective required to understand the plot of the episode. Exactly. So, uh, at this point, we find out that Mr. X has won the no, uh, the Pulitzer Prize. Let's say Nobel. Excuse me. It's the Pulitzer Prize, and they're going to give his money to starving orphans. But unfortunately, they don't know who he is. Uh, they because they don't know who he is. But Homer because he doesn't want that horrible, horrible thing to happen, runs up and claims to be Mr. X. And all it takes is him putting the Mr. X bag on his head, and everyone is completely convinced. I mean, because he does have the bag, man. He does have the bag. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yes, at, at this point, however, now everyone knows that he is Mr. X, because that's just how it works. <laughs> He's cool with it. Uh, however, it leads to some issues, because... Now, the whole town knows uh, that Homer is Mr. X. They don't want him around. Uh, apparently, Mo has a whole bunch of terrible secrets he doesn't want anyone to know about. So he kicks Homer out of the bar, a.k.a. Mo is holding Mole Man in a weird basement prison. <laughs> Not sure why. I was Again, about to say great that. Great joke. I was about to say, why is uh, Mole Man in a... <laughs> And literally underneath Mo's feet. It's not like it's like sequestered away somewhere. It is like literally just a thin wooden thin wooden panel with like holes in it that you can just look down and see Mo Man. Does Mo Man just have a lot of debt to 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 Mo and Mo's not gonna let him out until he pays him back? Or I I wish I could tell you, man. I wish I, I could tell you, but yeah. it's just I I don't know this like this episode still has the season twelve prerequisite scully meanness in it in a lot of places yeah i maybe it i i think i'm largely okay with it because it's not homer directly doing it to his family members that's true it's just a random side character so it's not as bad as it could have been it's not pre preferable honestly but i can deal with it because homer himself is it is kind of bumbling in this he's not mean He's just kind of, he's just dumb, which is fine. Yeah. And, well, it's mostly fine. Matt, I am so excited. I want, I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about the, the Act 3. I am literally, I've been oh, thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a long time now and watching it and, like, I know what I feel about The Prisoner, the television show. Now, and knowing you have never seen it, I am so interested to hear. <laughs> I'm really interested to hear from you. How much is this like the actual prison? Okay. So, okay. Uh, after Mo kicks Homer out, uh, Reverend Lovejoy won't even talk around Homer, in, despite the fact that he has juicy gossip. So Homer is is depressed at this because, you know, he wants to be the secret guy. That's that's his thing. Uh, but instead, he I was coming up with a real solution. Uh, Homer takes the uh, the fun way out. Oh, nobody's visiting my webpage anymore. My counter is actually going down. Well, you can't post news if you don't have any. That's a great idea. I'll make up some news. 
Uh, at least take off your Pulitzer Prize when you say that. Hmm. Let's see now. Bulletin. New race discovered. Living six inches under Denver. Oh, Dad. All named Morton. Or Mortensen. Is Mr. X says Spanish and Italian are the same language. Well, that's surprising. They're controlling our minds with flu shots. I knew it. Well, kids, now aren't you glad we don't believe in inoculations? <laughs> Yay! Mommy? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, so many. Wow. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's just... Oh, boy. I, okay. Um, I... You can call me a bad person if you like, Matt. I'm gonna laugh at the poor at the poor Flanders children. <laughs> well, we always suspected Flanders was the uh, the kind of anti-vax guy. At least uh, I always did. He seems like the person who uh, buy into that kind of crazy crap. Uh, not my Flanders. The one in my heart wouldn't. <laughs> not my Flanders. Not my Flanders. But I I can easily see why they put that on him. They're ahead of the curve in the year 2000. But that's true. Um, and also I think that you were, you were saying that earlier is another reason I kind of like this episode, um, is the fact that it is another, like Homer losing his identity kind of thing. Cause that's mm-hmm. what's, that's what's happening here is he finds a, a niche for himself, you know, there's, and that's a kind of a template for a lot of episodes for Homer episodes in particular. It's like he finds a niche that can help him find an identity and then he gets forced out of that niche and we see what happens. Um, if this was uh, a different season, there'd be like ramifications for it and Homer coming to terms. Uh, but this is a Scully year episode, so it devolves into insanity. <laughs> but the root is there. Like you said, Act 1 and 2 are relatively normal, you know, template simplons. Template simplons, you could say. Uh, yeah, th- at this point, Homer is doing a bad thing, and we're like, okay, he's gonna, something's gonna happen. It's going to get weird, but that's what we're going to do. That's the way this is going to work. That's what we're thinking right now. Homer's going to get his just comeuppance. Um, so Homer publishes uh, a whole bunch of made-up news, uh, including the whole flu shot thing, uh, the, the mole people, Mortensen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and when Homer goes to the Wicked Mart the next day, Nelson tries to give him some real news, a.k.a. they are dissecting hobos uh, in... I believe it's a biology class or whatever at school. And Homer says, nah, don't worry about it. I'm getting plenty of hits with my fake news. Uh, and so he goes into the Quickie Mart and it turns out it's a fake Quickie Mart. Uh, literally, they just parked a fake Quickie Mart on a truck in front of the real Quickie Mart. And Homer is kidnapped. And with that, we go to commercial. He gets gassed. He gets gassed and kidnapped. They really like gassing him. So when we come back, Homer has been transported to the island. The village is what it would be called in right. the prisoner. Um, but it's, it's it, it, because it's not an island. The village itself, the, the village in the, in, okay, um, I apologize to everyone, anyone who has not watched the prisoner and doesn't care about the prisoner. I'm going to talk some about the prisoner during the this last act. Um, so the village would be what it normally called, um, but that is where Homer goes. He goes to literally to... He it's like he's making a guest appearance on the prisoner television show, British television show from the late sixties. Um, uh, he meets a random assortment of people who tell him that he's on the island. Uh, and then he gets gassed. He gets gassed many times. I would Matt. I 
this is actually pretty good parody of the of the prisoner. It it really it does kind of make fun of all the things that the prisoner does a lot, which is yeah, people get knocked unconscious by drugs a lot in the prison. Wow, it happens. Okay, uh, there's 17 episodes total. There's not a lot of it, and not all of them really are necessary to watch. Some of them are kind of losers, but almost every episode there's people getting drugged, and probably most episodes happens more than once. It's it's wow. a it's a lot of drugs, a lot of gases, a lot of poisons, a lot of injections, a lot of that stuff. Injections, uh huh. Mm-hmm. So Homer, uh, he gets gas, he wakes up, and he meets number six, who explains the situation mostly. Welcome, friend. I'm number six. I'm number fifteen. What number are you? I am not a number. I am a man. And don't you ever. Oh, wait, I'm number five. <laughs> in your face, number six. Yes, well done. Who are all these oddballs? Well, they keep us here because we know too much. Number 27 there knows how to turn water into gasoline. Number 12 knows the deadly secret behind Tic Tacs. And I invented the bottomless peanut pack. Wow. So, who brought us here? I don't know. Did you bring us here? No. Don't worry. If even half of your husband is out here, Officer Scraps will find him. Oh, that's a darling name for a dog. <laughs> yep, he's on the trail, all right. Uh-oh. Better go fish him out, Lou. Okay, Chief. Uh, the shoes are part of the uniform... Right, Chief. You know, it's funny that you captured that, because I was like, this is the most pointless part of the episode, but you kept it in. Congratulations. I kept it because of the shoe joke. That's really the yeah, only reason. I, do, I like the, that joke quite a bit of Lou, you know, like trying to take his shoes <laughs> off to go jump into yeah. the ocean to save a dog, and uh, Wiggum doesn't let him. So... We meet number six, uh, played by Patrick McGohan, who played number six back on the show. Uh, and that's, he's amazing as number six. He's insane. Number six, as a character, is an insane person. And Patrick McGohan does an excellent job of portraying that, of someone who is just the most intense person you've ever met. And uh, it's really neat to see Patrick McGohan take up this role. Um, it really does a good job of of playing with the dumb things that the the prisoner does with yes the reason all those people are in the village is because they all have secrets they all did a thing that no the the whole the world can't discover for whatever reason um even though in the show it, it canonically the prisoner never reveals why the village exists you know it, it, it could be many reasons uh, so you don't really know um but that is what it is you know hinted at many times uh, also, there, like there are a lot of prisoner references, like in that the dialogue itself is pretty smart about what the prisoner as a show was. Like Homer asking number six, "Are you behind it?" And that is a running si- subplot of the prisoner is there's always suspicion that how much is number six involved with this actually? Like, Interesting. How, so you know, it, it's the prisoner is a very strange show, um, and number six is. The the ending of that show throws off everything else, but that that in and of itself is relatively smart about what the prisoner is. And then Homer meets the the mastermind, which 
in the prisoner the television show they're usually referred to as number two and number two is a different actor in every episode so they're they're constantly except for like a couple episodes where they reuse number twos um but most of the time it's entirely new actors playing whole new characters and they're just in charge and you don't know how much time has passed whatever and i'm a little surprised you don't refer to this guy as number two maybe it's because awesome powers was already out and they already made a bunch of number two jokes oh yeah might be it i don't know um but we hear him talk to homer and uh, tell homer why he has been uh, uh abducted hello number five how's every little thing who are you and why are you holding me here i want answers now or i want them eventually fair enough i'll level with you <coughs> Ow. please don't do that sorry i'll be blunt your web page has stumbled upon our secret plan. That's impossible. All my stories are bullplop. Bullplop! I didn't be cute. I'm referring to the flu shot expose. You see, we're the ones loading them with mind-controlling additives. But why? <clears throat> Drive people into a frenzy of shopping. That's why flu shots are given just before Christmas. Of course. It's so simple. Wait, no, it's not. It's needlessly complicated. Yes, it is. And we can't have you out there mucking it up now, can we? No, sir. That's good, boy. Let's get you some ice cream. There we are. Look, you can drug me all you want, but my family won't rest till they find my drug-bloated corpse. I wouldn't count on that, number five. As far as your family knows, Homer Simpson is walking in the front door right about now. I'm sorry, what? me. <laughs> Much, honey, Fraulein, I'm home. You're not my husband. Yeah, please forgive my unexplained two-week absence. To make it up to you, we will go out to dinner at a sensibly priced restaurant, then have a night of efficient German sex. Well, I sure don't feel like cooking. Oh, Marge, ever the practical one. <laughs> it looks like Homer. I mean, it does. He just doesn't talk or act like Homer. True. <laughs> and that's... Uh, there's a lot... So... The prisoner is never that direct about uh, why number six has been abducted, other than they, he, they're trying to get an answer for number six about why he resigned. He was a spy. He, got, he resigned, and they want to know why. And that's the surface level reason why he's in the village in the show. But it's there's always other kind of things alluded to about why he's not giving in and et cetera, et cetera. If he's if he was a traitor or not to his people to MI six presumably, a lot of other questions. Um, it's never this like, hey, this is why we abducted you. You can't go back or whatever. Um, because they always promise number six of the show, like, hey, if you give us the information we want, we'll let you out. We'll give you what you want. And so we get this German Homer at home. Homer's stuck on the island. And then we see that number six has, is secreting Homer away and is going to let is going to escape on a boat made out of uh, toilet paper, scabs and dynamite, I believe. is the, forks. Forks. How could I forget the forks, Matt? That's how Homer gets away from the bubble. Yes. <laughs> so, OK, another thing. Yes, the, there are constant escape attempts by number six throughout the show. And he fails every time. He's like Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. Aww. Constantly failing, like doing doing his darndest 
end still, but it's it's not really about the escapes. It's about the escape attempts. It's about like it's illustrating character uh, about him by how he tries to escape in different ways. Um, Homer steals it and gets. I do also like there is many instances of a giant bubble that tries to capture people in the prisoner much like in this in the show and the in the prisoner it is called the rover or at least in the the fandom has 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 started calling it the rover it is i don't think ever is given a real name in the show but it is a big bubble it encases a person and then in, incapacitates them uh fun it's kind of dumb and silly but it works in the context of the prisoner i under, it, i like the joke uh, for this, where Homer just pops it with a fork <laughs> and gets away. Um, Homer gets home. I don't know that that little tiny boat must be really tough. Yeah, there's no, there's no mention of how far away he is. I'm assuming they're in Springfield Harbor. That's the only <laughs> it makes sense. Yes, exactly. Uh, the the the, uh, the village in the prisoner is kind of nowhere and everywhere. That's kind of the point of it. That is that it could be anywhere. Um, so it works fine enough. It, they change where it is depending on what the episode needs, just like the Simpsons, just like Springfield. So there's a certain kismet there. Um, Homer gets home and tries to get back on his website to reveal the secrets of the island, uh, and finds out the evil Homer has been sent to kill him. And then the whole family is, ends up taken to the island. Attention, some crazy creeps on an island somewhere are secretly running the world. Hey! Sorry, old chap, but you're proving quite the caterpillar in our buttermilk. Huh? We're shutting you down. Not a chance. No one can silence me but me. That arranged can be. Huh? Yes, fight and struggle. If I know me, he won't like being kicked in the crotch. Oh, March, it's me, the real Homer. Oh, homie. Bravo, number five. But you know what happens to bad little fishies who wriggle through the net. Can I turn this off? Absolutely. Hey. Nice to have you back, Homer. The dog thinks so, too. <laughs> Once you get used to the druggings, this isn't a bad place. Oh, it's wonderful. Truly God's country. <laughs> See you on the island. Yes, the island. And that's the <laughs> end. <laughs> so, Matt, yep. how do you feel as a person who's never watched The Prisoner in their lives, only has known it because of me describing it vaguely, how does the third act strike you? Very confusing, for the most part. Um, I just, I, I don't know what the heck is, is going on and why it's so weird. But I can kind of go with it. You know, it's it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what the heck is going on and it's killing me. But I'm just like, eh, it's weird. But the Simpsons have done way weirder things. So, you know, whatevs. Anyone out there who I, 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 I vaguely remember this episode. I have not watched it in a very long time. And I have not watched The Prisoner prior to 
the, the last time I watched it. Now I've seen The Prisoner. This episode is much better. I, I enjoy this episode much more now that I've seen The Prisoner. Uh, because this third act literally makes no sense at all unless you've seen The Prisoner. I, Fair I, enough. I don't... I, I don't... The Prisoner is a very... It's like, still to this day, is still a very cult show, cult phenomenon, which is saying something considering how easily it is to find things and watch them. You know, like, most movies and television shows are, like, a known quantity at this point. Um, I still don't think this episode's, like, I hesitate. Would you call this episode good, Matt? I would call it, hmm, what would I call it? I would call it interesting. Um, because it's not bad. Um, it's, it's just... I really enjoyed the first two acts. Mm -hmm. I think that has the makings of a solid episode, a little cartoony, but not too terrible. But then you get into this prisoner homage. And if the whole episode had been that, I probably would have liked it a little better, but it's kind of a weird place to veer into for just a single act of an episode. Here is my, my idea, my thought, my hypothesis, Matt, is they had the first two acts of this and then didn't know where to do, where to go with it. They didn't know how to end it. Uh, So they went, Oh, what if they needed a prisoner thing? <laughs> and that is my best guess. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think it's good. Uh, I think because, like, even I, as a person who's a big fan of the prisoner and really likes a lot of the jokes they do about the show in the third act, it doesn't make any sense really connected to the first two thirds of this episode. You have to like they still don't really they don't really wrap up the plot hooks that they leave dangling at the end of act two, they just kind of disappear into a different episode altogether. It's very strange and I, it's enjoyable and entertaining. I really, I laughed. I might've laughed more in this episode than I have at any scullier episode so far. That's true. Because mostly because of the, the, the prisoner stuff, but I also, there's a lot of good jokes, I think prior to this, but also the, the the jokes i i there's not there's not a surplus of prisoner parodies out there most people have never <laughs> because no one has seen that yeah not many people have seen it and so there's not a lot of it out there so seeing my favorite show do it and having that knowledge now i appreciate it i think anyone out there who's seen the prisoner would probably think this is better than someone who if you haven't seen the prisoner it's borderline it it's like another it's like a lot of other episodes where it's like it's like Homer to the Max. I think it's a little bit better than Homer to the Max, but Homer to the Max is like two really good acts and then a collapse into nonsense. Uh, I think this is better than that, but I don't think it's like appreciably better. I think I I'm I think it's like I, my suggestion would be like if you haven't seen The Prisoner, go watch the seven essential Prisoner episodes because I think they're very good and I think everyone should see them. And then you'll like this a lot more than you would. But that's a big ask, I think. Although, to be fair, I don't know. I don't think you need to see Kate Fear to like Kate Fear. Kate Fear, yeah. yeah. Whereas with this, you kind of do. Right. Like, you don't have to see Jurassic Park. Although, I don't know. Jurassic Park certainly contributes a lot to Itchy and Scratchy Land. It really does. That's true. Because otherwise, it's kind of weird. And But, I mean, most people have seen Jurassic Park. So it's not as big a deal. It's not like a cult show like the prisoner is so i don't know how to necessarily we'll, we'll hash it out we will rank it 
at the end of the show, um, I, there's no submissions for my favorite episode. I don't think is, is this episode broken, Matt? No, definitely not. I don't. I don't think so either. I think it's just strange. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I I might have a different opinion if I had not seen the pressure. But hey, you guys know that I have. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, mostly what they thought of the episode, and any other notes that they've they gleaned from it. Uh, I got some reviews for you, Matt. Some good, some bad. Uh, first one is... If I hadn't learned of this prisoner reference, I would have thought the show returned to its past antics. Now I see it as possibly a cop-out, but the episode remains strong in my mind. Several laughers toward the end, a, a bit too much time spent on plot development, though. I'm getting tired of all these Homer-centric episodes. At least he's returned, to the, we all? <laughs> at least he's returned to the same stupid Homer he's always been, although the remark, I'm stupid, was definitely pointless. I mean, of all things Homer could say, I've, I say I'm stupid all the time when I do something dumb. Indeed. So, I don't... Uh, next review, that, that's a, a, a B+. Next review, B+, if you're a computer geek and a fan of The Prisoner, like I am. Seriously, I've been to Port Marion in Wales, where the show was filmed. The Green Dome was turning brown, it was in the middle of a train strike, but that's a different story. B, if you're one, but not the other. B-, minus if, like most people watching, you're neither. The show had its moments, but there were far too many inside information jokes, the emoticon one, and pretty much the entire prisoner bit. Even if you knew what they were talking about, the ending joke was a bit weak, even if ever having everybody end up on the island was a nice twist. B+. Plus. Um, uh, my favorite season 12 episode to date, due to both the timely subject matter and the fact that it was more consistently funny than most uh, of shows these days, as was the case with Brothers Will Helper, I can't decide if the ending was a stroke of absurdist genius or just stupid. A. Here's some bad ones, Mom. Okay. This episode was good all the way up to the part where Homer revealed that he was Mr. X. Then it wasn't as funny anymore. Ending up on the island makes it seem confusing. And when they start writing episodes that make sense for 21 minutes again. D. <laughs> Fair. Okay. That's uh, I fair. guess I agree with that one, but sure. I mean, it makes sense for 21 minutes. I, you know, I would like that. Uh, finally, this episode started off well, really well, and I believe it could have been a very memorable episode. But instead, John Sportswater decided to ruin the great first two acts by making the third act so hebitudinous. That's a word. Hebitudinous. Sounds I, all fancy. I don't know. What, we're going to find out what that means. Hebitudinous means obtuse. Okay. So obtuse, so habitutinous, I couldn't even watch it again. It was funny. It was ridiculous. I don't see why he did that. Making The Simpsons isn't a game of annoying the internet fans while still appealing to little kids by being wacky. That's the game the writers seem to be playing. I also found Todd saying, Mommy, very tasteless. D. I, I'm yeah, that's, those I, are some strange complaints. I'm, well, I mean, I don't think this person is aware of the fact that the third act is an extended prisoner reference. Yeah. Um, which, I, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily... Spare it from the, the, any kind of criticism, but it isn't just being wacky for wacky's sake. Um, let's see. I got some computer talk for you, Matt. We were, okay. Earlier, we, you were trying to come up with an expensive computer. You'd buy at a store. So here we got some actual examples of some computers that were available in stores at the time. Um, let's see. Among his other sins, Honest John, which is the name of the computer store, in the episode, is probably guilty of price inflation. Thanks to relentless downward march in the prices of electronic components, even high-end machinery is more affordable than it was just three years ago. For instance, Circuit City is advertising a 1.4 gigahertz Pentium 4-based 
Hewlett Packard for $2,200. CompUSA. Remember CompUSA? Remember Circuit City? Remember those places? Uh, CompUSA is offering a 1 gigahertz Athlon-based HP for $1,100. Both machines need a monitor to make them useful, but a good monitor is a sub-$500 proposition nowadays. Oh, when monitors were expensive. And they were still crappy. We were talking CRTs back then, too. Well, unless you buy unless you buy one of those 21-inch monsters, which Homer clearly did not. If you had to spend uh, $5,000 for a computer system, you'd be better off trying to buy a multi-user server. Uh, one more note about computers. You should probably guess by watching the show, most of the processing power of even the $1,100 machine would go to waste on the mundane chore of handling email. While the extra power is nice for photo editing, games, and the heavy computational work, even a more modest processor can handle email and text editing. This review, for example, is produced on a three-year-old 133 MHz Pentium laptop, for which the author paid $3,500. Oof. That sounds painful. $3,500 for a a laptop with a 133 MHz processor. Oh, 1997 at that point. It's a spicy meatball. Indeed. Uh, and some notes about some dance of Jesuses, Matt, and other dancing, dancing things on the internet. Uh, it started out with the dancing baby. The dancing baby is one of the quirkier celebrities, quote unquote, in the short history of the mass internet. It started off life as a dancing alien, used to demonstrate some company's 3D animation software. Creators couldn't get the alien done to their satisfaction, so the demo idea was dropped as a joke. One of their employees changed it to a dancing baby, had a laugh, dumped it onto a CD somewhere, and then forgot about it. Eventually, the users poked around the software distribution and found the baby dancing the night away. Word spread among the software's users and then on the internet in general. Eventually, the baby made an appearance on Fox's popular Ally McBeal and became a minor pop phenomenon. Various dancing knockoffs were created to spoof the original baby, and what surprised me if there was an actual dancing Jesus out there somewhere. There was. I'm shocked. I believe nowadays we would call that a meme. <laughs> oh, they didn't know memes back then. They didn't understand. We are at a... Uh, uh, <laughs> A culture, a culture of steam, of meme, steam meme is, is what I, I was going to say. More likely, we're a, we're a culture of electrons now, and pretty soon we'll yeah. get a culture of light, hopefully. Yeah, there's, it's happening. I can't even keep up with the new memes. I am just, I'm, I am, I am Skinner. It, the, clearly, it is the children. I can't. I am just incapable. <laughs> it's the children. Yeah, I can't keep up with those memes. Uh, but that's it for newsgroup stuff. Pretty good week. Uh, next up, we have our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is what is your instant turnoff in an episode? Lots of really good answers. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of re- repeat answers, not surprising, but uh, thank you everyone who took the time. Alexander, when the animation is clearly nicer, so you know it's not an episode from the Golden Years. <laughs> oh, see, now that's just superficial, but true. I, I, there's, that's not, he was not the only person to say that. Uh, from Thomas, I don't love the theme episodes where they have three different stories, for example, Simpsons Bible stories. It often feels like an excuse to do a half-hearted parody of things that couldn't sustain its own full episode. I am not referring to the Trials of Horror episodes in this. Um, from Ivana, that they have a plasma TV, a plasma screen TV in the opening credits of new episodes. Where are the bunny ears? I would just like to point out that they do not have a plasma screen TV because that change was made well after plasma screens had died off. They have an LCD TV, and you could still use bunny ears. I am also incensed at the lack of bunny ears. Everyone should have an antenna hooked up to their TV still. Yeah, it's it's free television. 
It's still exactly. there. Good, good quality television. High definition too. free. It's free. Uh, from Lauren, my biggest turnoff is a lack of a coherent plot. The classic Simpsons episodes had a flowing plot involving a, midi- a beginning, a middle, and an end. I only watched up to season 15, but most episodes between 10 and 15 have either a beginning and a middle before it goes completely off the rails, or a middle and an end with an insignificant beginning. The lack of a flowing plot actually turned me away from The Simpsons for a long time. Your podcast and the reruns on FXX have gotten me back into them. I'm still wary of watching any episodes after season 9. As you should be. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Andrew, any episode that seeks to rewrite the Simpsons history to make them more current, a la that 90s show, is a non-starter for me. I don't care if it no longer makes sense for Homer and Marge have been high school sweethearts in the early 70s. That's their history and I'm sticking to it. I fear the next contemporary rewrite will involve Homer and Marge meeting on MySpace in the mid-2000s. Shudder. We are just talking about Simpsons continuity on our new episode review on the Patreon this week. Um, John, every time I see the quote-unquote new intro with the overly produced animation or the name Mike Scully, I just know I'm going to have a bad time. Uh, From Hannah, in the recent episode where Grandpa starts having PTSD over an innocent gay encounter, I found the whole plot utterly repulsive. No other episodes I am forgiving of the quote-unquote jokes that will fly today because they are a product of their time, not aware of the context they will later embody, or the still funny even though I really should be laughing moments. That is, I don't know if, uh, that is from, apparently Matt, because we we were talking about this when we did that in our new episode review as well. That is, I was informed by Andrew, Andrew Bloom, guess mm-hmm. friend of the show, that that is a Mad Men reference. That oh, something similar happens in Mad Men, and that is what it is. If you've seen Mad Men, it makes it make somewhat more sense. Um, I could not, I did not have the patience for Mad Men. I tried. I haven't tried yet. I, I I fully intend to someday when they stop producing good new TV. <laughs> That's going to happen, right? No. I I mean, the world will end. And then, yes. Well, thank goodness for that. Hopefully, I'll still be alive after the world ends. And I'll have plenty of electricity and an inter- a stable internet connection. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get get some, uh, do some uh, post-electric plays, Matt, I think, is what you're going to have to oh, resort no. to. See, this is why I have all my media stored locally. So if anything goes down, as long as I can set up some solar panels or a, well, a wind turbine, I'll be okay. Uh, fair. Uh, from AJ, I think, hard drives die. I think the biggest turnoff, uh, turn, a big, thing, the biggest turnoff uh, is either a travel episode with some exceptions. Uh, this came from the absolutely stupid Brazil episode or episodes where they aren't shy about their celebrity guests on the show who plays themselves. Guests are cool. Well, they're just blatantly marketing episode that Tony Hawk or Alec Baldwin will be there. It makes me want to just watch other episodes instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Alistair. When characters do something so quickly, it looks like they're running around in fast-forward mode. Like Homer leaving the house, hopping into his car, and driving off in the space of three seconds. Yeah, when they roadrunner it. Uh, from Alyssa at A Powerful Beat. When they get meta, flashback episodes, and now when there's a callback to older episodes, i.e. Camp Crustier. Uh, Steven at Steve Redhead. An episode where a celebrity plays themselves. Ryan at EID9. Any time they try to satirize quote-unquote current events, Mapple comes to mind. It's too South Parkish. And they don't do it as well. If you look at the classic seasons, they very rarely dip into current events. One of the reasons these seasons have this, those seasons have the sting power, they still do. Uh, Timothy at Timothy Burleson. Any character doing the what? Usually Mo thing. <laughs> it was moderately funny once, but has been flogged into nails on a blackboard territory. Uh, JF at JF VU. In rewriting of the early relationship of Marge and Homer, pre-kids, see that 90s show, The Way We Weren't, Dangerous Curves, and The Clown Stays in the Picture. Uh, from my bad memory. Um, Jason at Real Jade Williams, a song. Any song. I can't stand songs in the middle of a Simpsons episode. I guess I have no soul. No songs? None of them? Not one? 
that's I don't know about that. Well, Matt, wait, alone. well, wait. Here we got we got one more, Matt, from Spike at Your Apocalypse. This is going to be contentious. I'm not trying to troll, given what our excellent hosts like, but whining Marge, whining Lisa, most of the musicals, all of the travel, and sorry, the overly emotional heart episodes. Sorry, guys, I'm just here for the laughs. That's not a, not a bad thing. I, I mean, there are several of the the heart heavy episodes that seem that can drag at times, and I, I think we neither of us really enjoy when Marge and Lisa are whiny. But and you're a hundred percent correct about the travel episodes. I, I think Bard versus Australia was the last really good one, but the musical ones really. What is with you? Have you no soul? I would say that I'm generally not a fan of musicals. Simpsons are kind of an exception that proves the rule for me. I like the Simpsons and their music, but I rarely like other musicals. Oh, These are the best. Newer musicals, not not old musicals. Those I like actually I I most of my musicals I do like are old musicals. Really? Wow. I don't know what it is. Okay. Uh there once was a spur at there was a spur. Whenever home whenever Homer deliberately mi- mispronounces a word, hilarious. Oh yeah, Jeebus, Jeebus. Yeah. Employee Million O Benjamin when it's Quote, Marge get angry at X-Plot in the digital area. I mean, no respect to Julie Kavner, but hearing her worn-out voice trying to make Marge a 34-year-old sound angry is irritating now. Uh, Derek at, oh, at is East Miss Derek. I'm never am sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, these Those awful anthology episodes. Tedious in the extreme. Who exactly are they meant to appeal to? I've been doing a Simpsons marathon for months now, and my heart sinks a little every time one of those eps crop up. I always want to skip them, but then that'd be cheating. I, I believe me, I am often tempted to skip episodes but we can't we have a mission uh at let's see matt at matthew j arts writers lampshading for a cheap joke in later season example do you even have a job anymore worst episode ever etc uh and finally from annie at annabelle reyes in the latin american dub different voice actors were hired around season 16 i'm not saying i love seasons 12 through 15 but i'm going to hear the quote-unquote new voices i instantly become disinterested in the episode oh. yeah yeah, that's the like, yeah, the like uh, they the the German Homer, I think, died past to this past year, one in 2018, I want to say, or maybe 2017. Oh, so wow. like, you know, the in the um, English version, we we had most only Phil Hartman and, and Marshall Wallace, really. Um, but the other English, the other language language versions have had new actors and certain actors pass. So it's a, it's a whole different ballgame. What is your answer, Matt? Honestly, uh, anytime we have a character that's acting out of character, especially in the main family, like with with tertiary characters, it's not a big deal. But in the main f- family, when you have Marge being just outright mean to somebody, or you know, uh, Lisa just acting stupid, or or just Homer being a jerk in general, that is not. I, we harp on this a lot, but it's it's also my personal pet peeve of the show when characters just they're not who we know them to be. We for the first eight or nine years of the show. We had a good, solid establishing uh, run of what their characters are, and sometimes they just go out in left field, and it just makes no sense to me. And that's that's an immediate turnoff. I mean, I yeah, that, I don't. I I think my biggest the thing that rankles me the most that immediately goes I I makes me hate episodes the most is when it's almost like writing writers make our breaking direct appeal through characters. And not even bothering trying to write things in character. It's like, I guess it's connected to what you said. Uh, it, it is that, you know, the worst episode when a comic book guy in, in South Star Galacta is saying worst episode ever. And it's just like, it's not even not even trying to make a joke. 
it is just a directly refer like directly talking to the audience and like the most recent example is the episode where lisa talks about a poo um oh god yeah which if you guys want to go here it's like literally yell for about 25 minutes the mouth. <laughs> yeah like it's that is like the angriest i think we've ever been recorded it's on our patreon but it's it's not and it's like the message itself could be good or bad or i could agree with it or i could not agree with it it's the fact that the writers don't even try and couch it in a story it's just like if you want to send a message like that go write an editorial go write a blog post on the internet go to medium or something and write something there go on twitter and like do a threaded tweet about oh this is how i feel about a poo and why and my he's like as a character in the simpsons like do that why are you making lisa tell me this like directly speaking to the camera and it's not the, <laughs> like that is it's terrible in that episode but it, it's not the only time it's happened it's there's a bunch of times where it's like not even attempts by the writers to like actually make the like it's i understand it's hard work making an episode that is cohesive in theme like hey i want to say something about this subject and i want to make the entire episode about it and i have to make all the characters fit into certain roles and make it make sense yeah it's really hard and it's certainly easier just to have a character just like monologue to the camera but i don't it's also incredibly lazy and cowardly like if you have a if you need to say something about some sort if matt graining or al jean or one of the writers has something to say about the simpsons and go right on we have the internet now especially like you can just go do that you don't need to have our character say it because it is immediately like reminding me oh right lisa's not real and that's the worst thing <laughs> you don't want to do that with your fictional characters you don't want us to constantly be reminding people oh they're not real this is just fake I'm like don't that's bad don't do that and it makes me extraordinarily upset indeed um next week's question what episode made zero sense until you saw the the source material the material it was referencing hmm, i wondered what this could be based on uh, yeah uh this it you know obviously i I have a much more appreciation for this episode now that I've seen The Prisoner, and it's not alone. There are many other episodes that are based on things, and I, if you haven't seen what it's based on, I, you're not getting some of it, I think. And yeah. you're like, or, or, or a reference for that matter, but I think episode, uh, and first and foremost, but a reference is also acceptable, I think. I'll post this question on our social media, facebook.com slash Pod, Twitter at Pod. You can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge. Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. And try and stump the other. Uh, Matt has a, what, three-point lead on me? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Not, not a big fan of that, Matt. Oh, well, I've tried extra hard this week, so oh, good luck. Oh, no, that's extra bad uh are you ready for an easy question man i'm ready sir these are all from selma's choice Ooh, i like that one so a very good episode selma takes bart and lisa where i believe to duff gardens correct you're correct okay i was like duff something <laughs> <laughs> all right what office does mr burns run for in two eyes on every fish and no two cars in every garage and three <laughs> eyes on every fish it is governor. You are correct. 
your meme question. Marge rented two videos for Homer while he was sick. What are they? Okay. Um, I know one of them so easily, and I the other one I'm just like, uh, okay, okay. Um, what what's, is what's the easy one then, Matt? Say that. <laughs> the erotic adventures of Hercules. That's the one. What is the other one? Uh, I know it. I know it. It's coming to me. It's coming to me. Oh, what the frick? Brain, brain. Um, it's really dumb. Matt, I might have to. Might have to. Yeah. Might have to reevaluate my. I believe. I, well, then that means there's three because you're not. I. I was. There might be more than I thought there was. was oh, okay. Um, let me let me check on it. Oh, it's Yentl. Yentl is the one of them because because she says Yentl, and she says, "Oh, if you're feeling better, we can watch the erotic adventures okay. of Hercules with Norman Fell as Zeus." So there's three. You've gotten two of them. Oh. there's one more. What else? Okay, I don't know what the other one is because those are the only two I remember. It is boxing's greatest weigh-ins. Oh my god, I don't even remember that at all. All right, all right. Ugh. All right, are you ready for your medium question? Probably not, but go ahead. Okay. You might remember this. Uh, what does Mr. Burns bring to dinner uh, in two cars in every garage and three eyes in every fish? Oh, God. I, I don't think it's a real dish, honestly. I mean, it might have been a dish that they looked up in one of those old dictionaries they had for Burns. Back, especially, <laughs> been, yeah. especially back in the old days. Um, I'll tell you this. It wasn't gelatin-based. I don't think anyway. <clears throat> God, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think it was gelatin. There's... Mm. Um, I brought a, we brought, we brought a, there's all the cameras there and Burns is there and he has the dish, um, candied, I want to say it's candied something, candied, candied, I want to say it's like a candied fish, Can no, they have fish, they want to be fish twice because they, they eat the three-eyed fish later, candied, candied ham, no, no, candied something, it has to be weird, Can I mean, candy is weird enough, but candied, I don't even know if candy's right. I'm just, that's, I have a feeling. Candied, candied, candied prime rib. I don't know. I don't know. Can, what is it? It is noodle koodle. Noodle koodle. Man, I don't remember. I don't remember noodle koodle. It sounds like a thing He's that like, probably. Look, I brought noodle koodle. And you're like, what the hell? It sounds like a thing that existed at once. And it was yeah. just a colloquial thing. Okay, Matt, your hard question. Who was featured on the cover? Of 101 Frozen Pops, there are three different people. On the cover. It is the the Semination magazine. <laughs> right, I get that. Okay. Uh, is it the ones they say, or are there different ones? I don't think they say them. I, they are on the cover. Okay. They are, they're not, they're like, they have athletes in one of the, was it one of the Jackson 5 or something? I forget who they say inside, but it is not oh, any oh. of them. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I have no clue that. <laughs> I, I know the ones inside the ones they talk about i have no clue there are three townspeople townspeople really really okay in that case i'm gonna say professor frank barney and apu you got one of them all right professor barney. professor frank Ooh. is one of them along with troy mcclure Ooh. and jacques uh, of course the jacques. unnamed unlast named jacques he is on the it's jacques professor frank and troy mcclure to be fair of the three local three locals, those aren't bad choices. They're not, well, I don't know about Jacques, but uh you know, Frank and Trevor McClure, sure, why not? Jacques's an athlete. 
uh, I mean, he's a regional bowling <laughs> teacher. We don't know how good he actually is. He's voiced by Albert Brooks. That's enough for me. Yeah, right. What's my hard question, man? Your hard question. Mm. What are the positions Mr. Burns hires to dig up dirt on Mary Bailey? Oh, a mudslinger, muckraker, uh, 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 other things that are synonyms of that. Um, <laughs> mudslinger, muckraker, uh, d- dirt digger, um, extortionist, blackmail. Uh, I'm sure there's like three more. I can't. That's all I got. There are actually only four. Okay. You got two of them. Oh. Uh, muckraker, mudslinger, character assassin, and garbologist. Garbologist. I don't remember how you remember garbologist. That's the only one I always remember. I remember Muxlinger and Mudraker because those are actually things. Or yeah. vice versa. Those, those are character assassin. I guess that's fair. I should have. I I was. When is it? What episode is that where they say extortion because the X makes it cooler? Who says that? That's a Bart line. Oh, that's I a think. Futurama. That's, oh, that's Futurama. That's a Bender line then. Yeah. Blackmail is a dirty word. I prefer extortion because the X makes it sound cool. <laughs> now we're this is where we're getting at, where I'm starting to confuse Futurama lines <laughs> with The Simpsons. I have some bonus questions for you, Matt. All right. It's from John. These are Chief Wiggum quotes. You need nice. to name the episode they are from. God. If you need a hint, I will give you the season. Your first quote. Do they have crusty, partially gelatinated, non-dairy gum-based beverages? That is 22 short stories about Springfield. Well, 22 short films about Springfield, but yes, that is correct. Wait, is it really films? Yeah, yes. No. no. 22 short films about Springfield is, yeah, that's what the name of the episode is, Matt. What the hell? My <laughs> brain was, oh. That's, that's okay. definitely the name of the episode. There's not stories. This is not, there, this is not prose. Um, your next quote. Ladies, please. All our founding fathers, astronauts, and World Series heroes have been either drunk or on cocaine. That is... Uh, Lisa the Iconoclast? Homer verse the 18th Amendment. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Suspect is hatless. Repeat, hatless. Uh, Marge on the Lamb. Says Homer No, 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 sorry. No, no, no. That, no. Oh. that is um, oh. uh, Mother Simpson. Oh. Nope. Still no? Oh, man, really? Okay, 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 I can do this. All right, I can't. Apparently he says stupid APBs all the time. Homer's triple bypass. Oh, that's right. When he runs away, I gotcha. Uh, you're. Let's see, we got three more. No, you got the wrong number. This is nine one two. Uh, that is. Oh, it's the one where. Uh, little helper. Uh, the lottery. Um. Oh, dog of death. Correct. Good job. Whew. Uh, next. All right, come out with your hands up. Two cups of coffee and auto freshener that says Capricorn and something with coconut. Margin chains. Wow, correct. Finally, if he was going to commit a crime, would he have invited the number one cop in town? Now, where did I put my gun? Oh, yeah, I set it down when I got a piece of cake. Black Widower. Also correct. Good job. <laughs> Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, I'll do it for our trivia for this week. We move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them, chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. I, this is, uh, I don't know what to do with this episode, right? It's strange, because we kind of liked it, but it's also really weird. It's it's tough to find... 
I, I'm, where's, let's see. Homer to the max is number 158. I think that's a, a, an easy comparison point. It has two solid acts and then a third act that is less than solid. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I like this episode more than Homer to the max. But that is because I've seen The Prisoner. If you haven't seen The Prisoner, the third act is nonsensical. Um, so... I want is you. I'm gonna ask you this question. Do you think this episode is better than Homer to the Max? Um, honestly, yes. I really liked the first two acts, and I, I, I think I like this episode more than I, I, I should because I really wanted to see the real conclusion to this story. <laughs> um, well, one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish is right above that. Do you think it's better than that? Um. No, I don't think so. So you think it's just good enough to be above Moment of the Max, then? I think so. Just just by a hair. I think that's where we'll put it, then. I think that's All fair. Right. I think it's a fair place for it. I would... I, I myself, I'd probably put it higher, but I... You... I think it is good to have a... Kind of a balance between the di- different perspectives about w- what this episode is and whether the third act makes sense or not, whether the third act makes sense or not, because if you haven't seen the prisoner, it makes zero sense. Um, that's a new one fifty eight on our list. And it's now 11th best post golden years episode. So that's eh, not bad, frankly, for a season 12 episode above two uh, below 200 is basically a good ranking. For a, it's true, uh, for, especially for this season. For season 12, in particular. Um, our last episode is still Kill the Alligator Run. Our number one episode is still Homer's Enemy. Our next episode, Matt, is The Great Money Caper. The Great Money Caper? What, what is that about? Um, con Men. Con oh, Man. Uh, the scam episode. I yeah. gotcha. Okay. I don't remember this at all. Really? I remember really enjoying it. Hopefully... That's true. Ed Norton's in it, strangely enough. I barely at all, if I recall correctly. He's like a side character. I not doesn't. I would not would not surprise me. Um, I, well, I will find out. I don't remember. I I cannot recall a single thing about this episode. So it's. I'm sure I've seen it, but I don't remember it. So we'll talk about it next week. Watch along with us. Um, that'll do it for us this week. You can find all this stuff at our website. It's the SimpsonShow.com. Links to everything there to our our uh, Facebook, our Twitter, our RSS feed, a link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, give us a couple bucks and get some bonus content along the way. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can also find this list broken down per season and in total. Um, before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, please check out my other podcast, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And The Serial Fanaticist. It's about lots of nerdy things. The most recent episode is me and Matt talking about Return of the King by J.R.R. Tolkien. It turns out the first half of that book is a book. The last half of the book, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the last half of the book is the encyclopedia that is about. Yeah. But you don't. You just you just don't read it. That's the secret. What you, you don't, don't do that? You don't read the. You stop it when you stop it when Frodo says goodbye. Um, that's the <laughs> secret. Um, but you can listen to that. Check it out. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media unless you're certainly a Patreon backer. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I have decided to go live with the bugs. Apparently, they're having issues and their society is dying out. So I will become the insect avenger. So just, uh, you know, 
whisper on to your nearest cockroach or mosquito. Uh, at least if you live anywhere near me, they're all over the place, and they'll get a message to me. I believe that is the plot Generally, of Hollow Knight, the video game. Interesting. It's not well, really. Uh, I mean, it's a you're a bug, a little bug guy, and you're living in a dead world. So I assume. Interesting. Well, yes. Once again, they they most communicate by smell and electrical impulses. So good luck with that. I'm Rami, and I'm Matt, and keep watching this episode. Shh.